Tuesday from 7.30 to 10 p.m. at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue, just down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> Let's hear it from Madison. All right. Yeah, man. Yeah. We're great. We suck. No, we're here with the Alice and Margaret Jazz Quartet. There are four of you. It used to be a quintet. Yeah, he moved yeah. to Chicago. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's just. Now I have to talk right into the microphone. There you go. That's a that's a hell of a mic stand. Well, you know, I like that. It's called the Hercules. Hercules. Seriously. Hercules. Yeah, it's a really fun microphone or mic stand. Yeah, because you've got a grip on there. Get a grip, and oh, that's what it does. That's so dirty. It's very fancy. Yeah. Little. It's ergonomic. Anyway. It's got a little tilt on it. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's for like if I want to bust out the rocker move or something, you know, I can tilt. Yeah. Do you do? Because you normally stand. St you're on a stool here tonight. Yeah, that's just because uh, the vibe was calling for a stool. Yeah, yeah. So wasn't the Hercules the name of that Howard Hughes airplane that was made of wood? Dude. <laughs> well. That oh, that was a spruce yeah. goose, right? The Hercules, right? Yeah. Yeah. So is the stand made of wood, and was it designed by Howard Hughes? <laughs> Yes. Well, it looks metal, but I, it could be. Allison has answered. She did. Okay. Yes. Well, it's a really cool stand. Yeah. We wish people listening on the podcast could see it. Yeah, it is really cool. It has well, lots of tricks, In too. the 1800s, mic stands were made of wood. Really? Yeah. Okay. I have a music now, stand that's made of when wood. When you say wood, do you mean like... Um, hard Particle board? Hard wood. Like. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't know what I mean. Early ply. Yeah. So let, let me introduce, well, you want to introduce your bandmates? I mean, I could. I could do it. You have the, like, the radio voice thing going on. So what we have tonight, folks, we have <laughs> Mr. Jeff Brady on the vibraphone. <laughs> yes, yes. I should say that this band is, technically, we've decided that it's all about Jeff. It's all about Jeff. <laughs> That's the so name magical. of your next album. It's all about Jeff, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Pretty much all, all vibes. Mr. John Christensen back here on the upright bass. Yes. Best, best bass player in the Midwest. And then we have Michael Brennis back on the trap set. That's me. <laughs> I, I was curious, on the website it says Michael Brennis trap set, not just, it's usually like drums. What's I'm, up? I'm trapped behind the set. <laughs> that, I knew you'd yeah, have a good that's, answer. That's my thing. What? I like calling it the trap, trap set. Because I think, you know, it's old and vintage It's vintage. Jazz. Lingo. Where did that come from? Where did that the name trap set come from? What's that? If I remember. If you don't know, Allison, I can answer that question. Maybe. Well, I do know, but you know what? You're gonna sound cooler if you answer. That's because it's short for contraption. Really? Are you serious? Yeah. No. Indeed, it is. You liar. Are you no. really? No. Actually, I, he's very serious, and that's, that's correct. Them. No, he's right. Jeff, you and I can argue about that. Later. Well, I think it's. Because, no, you can argue about it no, right here. That's what this is about. It is. It's short for contraption. It's basically putting together, like, they would, drummers would just grab whatever they could find to make a, a, a contraption of rhythmic devices. Mary, is there something <laughs> like that for set. the bass, too? What? Like, is what? there, like, something... 
like old timey for the bass? Like, do you call it string bass? Could I call it wait, 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 acoustic like bass? Well, there's the jug <laughs> that had many uses. The doghouse. Doghouse. Yeah. The doghouse. Yeah. I'm particularly fond of the wash tub base. <laughs> yeah. It's so accurate. I just listed yeah. on the website from yeah. now on John Christensen on wash, wash tub base. You can clean your clothes while you're playing your gig. <laughs> well, thank you for coming to the show tonight. Thank we're you for having me. We're still in the introduction phase. We've been wanting to have you on the show for a while and, and trying to figure out what kind of configuration because, well, you have a very interesting background, and I'm just going to read a little bit of this, and you can um, disagree or you can agree. What is behind door number three? Fall of 97, you started your undergraduate degree in vocal jazz performance at Columbia College in Chicago, studied with or Orbert Davis, William Russo, Frank Dawson, and Frank Park Jr. Mm-hmm. But you're also a classical pianist, which that is, is correct. very interesting mix of things. Yeah, I get that a lot, actually. I get the question, how can you be a classical musician and a jazz musician? Um, But it works out very, very well, for me, at least, because the foundation of the piano has been huge for my arranging, um, and just my ear in general for jazz. Um, Although I'm a big chicken, (laughs) and I don't play and sing at my gigs. I think you'll get there. (laughs) If, I have the feeling you will. If you want to. Do you, do you have perfect pitch? Or close? I bet you do. You know, I have weird ears. Because, no, I don't have perfect pitch in the sense where somebody can say, sing an right. A, and I'll sing an A perfectly. Yeah. But I hear every tiny thing that is out of, that is out of tune. Like, so, so you I have hear, really fine relative I have, pitch. Yeah, and, and, and just frequencies I hear... Um, so that, actually, that can be really irritating most of the time because I can hear anything that's out of tune. Like I know immediately that it's out of tune, but yeah. I might not know what note it is. Yeah. yeah. One of the things I had to learn in college was how to accept that. Because <laughs> especially like when you're studying jazz stuff, there's like yeah. and blues, yeah. there's all these like in between things, and you kind of have to decide whether you're going to let that go or whether you're going to call it jazz. Well, and it doesn't do me very well in the recording studio because. Things that I'll hear my voice of like, well, that's out of tune, and everybody else is like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, really. Can it's I record it again, please? Right. No. So, yeah. I have to be careful. Well, here's the question then. Nancy Wilson, right? Right. Mm-hmm. No. That, no. Who? Who? What? Betty about? Carter. What? Betty Carter. There's the question. So, out of tune, or of course she's not out of tune. Yes, I mean, actually, if you put her on a meter, it's well, out of yeah. tune. But it's Betty Carter for crying out loud. Well, you could say so the same cool. thing then about Billie Holiday. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a storytelling dialogue within the, the, the manner that they sing. And so I think um, that that sort of conversational aspect of their voices negates any sort of, is it perfectly in tune or uh-huh. not? Good point. That's a nice way well, to look but, at it. Yeah. yeah. So, so as a vocalist, I mean, I know that vocalists, every, everyone, you know, whether you're playing an instrument or not, we all think about things maybe maybe differently i don't know you know we all have different influences obviously but the voice how um do you think of your voice as as a uh, as an instrument like a horn or is it just this is my voice i think i think okay. more well when i'm improvising i think more like a tenor saxophone um or i I, you know, I see staff paper in my head. <laughs> I'm serious. I see staff paper in my head, and I see the chords kind of floating around in yeah. my head. But I think I think more um, linear, 
um, in a, like a solo, uh, one note at a time instrument versus a chordal instrument. But as yeah. an arranger, I feel like I think more like a, I'm a bass player because my arrangements are very chord specific and very bass note. Not like I'm writing out the bass line for, mm -hmm. for John, but you know, I have a lot of A slash something or whatever slash chords because the yeah. way that the bass line moves is so important to the linear movement of the music. So. Amen, sister. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can you demonstrate this, um, the theory that you're talking about right now? Yes, I, yes, I can. Yes. So um, I've been working on doing a lot of American and English and 1800 folk songs, 1800s, um, 1700s. Apparently one of them I'm doing is from like the 1600s, which I didn't know, which is really hip. Um, but this is a tune, this is uh, called The Water is Wide. And this one happens to be public domain. You might also know it as Owali Wali. So. How crazy is the arrangement? This may be one that we can carefully I don't know, ask something. the guys. <laughs> is it an 1116? It's not too bad. It's oh, not boy. too bad. It's, it's not in, in like, it's not okay. in 13. Thirteen eight. <laughs> you know, honey, I think they gave us the I dare you look. Yeah, exactly. I saw that. <laughs> yeah. If John says, it's, John goes, it's not bad. Not too bad. Okay. I should mention really quick before we start that I am infamous for having the worst memory in the entire world. So um, we're going to do an original tune of mine later on, too. I can't even remember my own lyrics, so it's, I have to have a lyric book with me constantly. Once again, amen, sister. Because <laughs> as soon as my brain, like, you know, I'll be thinking about the music and then I'll go, oh, wait, what are the words? Hmm. So it's, sometimes it's embarrassing, but I've really kind of gotten over it where it's just like, whatever. And she's need, younger than me. Scat was invented. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Deep can be 
I'm so glad we got you t to come for the show and have the whole band. It's just uh, it's the sound. It's wonderful. Well, I wouldn't be here without them, so. Yay. <laughs> well, seriously, because, it, you know, the sounds would just not be complete without, like, I couldn't do this by myself. And it doesn't work with, in the, at least, I don't mind doing duo and trio stuff, because it's fun and it's, you know, it's a little, one of my favorite things to do is bass. Um, and voice duo or bass drums and voice because it's really open but man yeah. is it really challenging on the ears yeah to really stay in your key center and not go ah where did i go where's mm -hmm. my chords but yeah. it but for particularly what i've been working on in the last couple of years um the quartet it has to be at least a quartet otherwise it wouldn't be complete so right i love these wonderful gentlemen <laughs> Yeah, it's a, it's a it's a smoking band. I mean, everybody's been involved in a lot of different projects, and we know everyone in the group here. And uh, uh, well, just to go around, well, but you have um, what's my question? I don't know. Just boom, <laughs> gone, gone. The hey, you know, welcome to my world. The moments where you you know your Favorite mouth chord? is moving, but ain't nothing coming out. Yeah, that yeah. happens to me consistently. 
So how did you meet? <laughs> yeah, you don't <laughs> have to answer that question. <laughs> I feel like I should be talking about relationships now. Yeah. Um, actually, the first person that I met was Jeff, um, the vibraphone player. Through uh, Steve Gotcher, as I recall. Yep. At Audio for the Arts, I was finishing up my recording. Uh, I think I released it. Oh man, that took me such a long time. It took like two years almost for the, putting together the, my original, my debut album. I started in like... Come Sunday. Yeah, right? maybe, well, maybe a year and a half. And primarily it was because finances were always an issue. Mm -hmm. But I was finishing up this, the recording sessions here in Madison, even though I recorded the bulk of it, like 80% of it in Chicago. Um, and I needed somebody to play over... Actually, this would be a good tune to do next, too. I need somebody to play over my original tune, Lonely Shadows. And I used to play with a vibes player in Chicago, and he moved to L.A. Um, with the Second City. He, got, he was playing the Second City in Chicago, and then he's a phenomenal individual. It's nice musician. to hear vibes players are getting yeah. that much work. Yeah. He, well, he, yeah, he's, he's really smoking. So he moved to L.A., and um, so my dream of the vibes on my tune was kind of like, it was gone. It was lost temporarily. It was, it was so sad. Um, so yeah, I was, so Steve Goucher at um, Audio for the Arts recommended Jeff, and that's where it started. Audio for the Arts is uh, one of our one of our great studios here in Madison. Yep, run yep. by people who've worked for WHA and right around the corner here from the Brink Lounge, actually. Right? Yeah, yep. next to that pizza joint. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> now I'm hungry. Thanks a lot. Well, you know. Well, I think that's about the best place for a studio to be. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Next to a pizza joint. Yeah. So I, I have to say, I think I met John. John was recommended to me. I don't remember exactly by who, but I think I remember like meeting you here actually at the brink, and I came up and introduced myself. I was like, "Hi, my name is Allison, and and I need a bass player, so you're gonna play with me." Did I blow you off? Or? No, actually, <laughs> you're really nice. You're like, "Oh, right on." I've heard, you know, somebody's mentioned your name before, and then I got Michael's name from Jim Hoovy, who's another great yeah. drummer in town, he plays who's with our group, yeah. really busy and you know has his things that he's dedicated to, and so. Um, but I, Mike, you know, I needed somebody as hip as Jim. So he said, oh, there's Michael Brennis. I was like, all right, sweet man. Awesome. <laughs> Michael, do you guys, do you still have Tomato Box Ensemble? Tomato Box is on uh, semi-permanent partial hiatus <laughs> for the foreseeable uh, future. Really? Uh-oh, uh <laughs> Jeff doesn't, we're going to have to fight. Jeff and I have another great band called Executive T-Set, which uh, <laughs> everyone should okay. know about. Where do you guys come up with these names? Michael the depths of my up. warped imagination. <laughs> Okay, but I thought Tomato Box was playing semi-annually, like clockwork, just like, bam, every six months, just like going out there. Yeah, every six months, it. except for the last maybe four or five six-month periods <laughs> during which we've been kind of... No, because there was that one time... Jeff, where have you been? Um, I think you were there. That was a duo, wasn't it? Have you guys it? been meeting without me? Well, <laughs> how many is in a duo? Apparently not me. Like <laughs> were, you every week? were you playing a gig in a duo in, you know, in your head? Like you were there with somebody else, but it was an imaginary friend? I thought Michael was there. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Solo. Jeff and I have another great group called uh, the Active Percussion Duo, which... Yeah. Do you play vibes in that one, Jeff? Um... <laughs> Occasionally. Not sure. Yes. Or, I mean... <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. Were we talking about Tomato Box before? Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. See, I... I was mistaking that with um, 
Did you go? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, sorry. Just forget I said anything. <laughs> you guys, you guys are nuts. I do. But it's fun to watch, watch all the different things. And John Christensen used to play with Harmonious Whale, some other very good friends of ours. Yes. And uh, so that's how we met John. So, very talented bunch of people here. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So you had mentioned a song that you were going to... Before we digressed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the tune that... Um, this is an original tune, the only original tune I've ever written. Um, <laughs> it's really sad, too, you know? It was so I wrote nicely it in, put. like, 97 or 98 or something, and then I put it away for a couple of years because I was like, oh, this is terrible. And then I pulled it back out, and I was like, wow, this is hip. <laughs> and I really need to go back to the drawing board and start writing. Um, Have you written some unoriginal tunes? <laughs> yes. That's very Escher yeah. of you, Mary. Sorry. Just, no, that's that's okay. That was just Thank so you. fun the way you put that. Well, in. yeah, I guess that was. Kind I couldn't of, let that it go. That was a little redundant, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, it was this tune is fine. A, father. This tune is award-winning, though, isn't it, Allison? I guess. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> I think it, it won the Midwest um, jazz song, like number one, and for a Midwest jazz wow. tune. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's, That's great. Cool. Yeah. Did you find That's out cool. about that when uh, you know you were sitting and reading a magazine and he's like, "Oh my God, I no, I thing. got an email." Oh, you did. I did. Yeah. yeah. I just started submitting it places because I figured, what the hell? Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> we can beep that out, Andy. Right. Right. <laughs> you can just say hell. My, uh, hell. Hell. Well, yeah, he's got a great bleeper. Somebody like, in the Latin, you, you guys had like the A word in the last set. Ain't? No, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Another word for butt. <laughs> okay. Oh my God. So anyways, this, yeah. Shh. <laughs> Uh-oh. Um, we're going to uh, go on to Lonely Shadows then. Hiding longing with a smile I wanna 
with shadows of today. We unravel as it seems when lonely shadows come to play. You got some soul kind of thing going on in your voice too. This uh, this tune in particular, really cool modern vibe. But I mean, some of the inflections and things. Yeah, I was you know I don't even remember what I was thinking when I wrote this tune. Actually, I was working in a piano lab tutoring students, and nobody ever came. <laughs> they were supposed to, but um, so I just sat around and started messing around with the chords. And I decided I was going to do a chord stream of like all minor seven at eleven chords. <laughs> so. <that's laughs> what the- 
And then the bridge, I decided that the bridge is going to be all augmented, sort of, primarily. So. So, so when you started out writing this, was it, it was kind of, was it an exercise? Yeah. It sounds like it a little bit. Well, I was taking a harmony and theory course. Course, it was my sophomore or junior, no, sophomore year, and um, we were learning about chord streams and. There's nothing fancy to a chord stream. It's like put a bunch of seventh chord or dominant seventh chords and you have like, you know, a bunch of them in a row. Right. And then you just, listening to the way that the notes interact with each other became really fascinating to me with the same quality of chord and then moving it all over the place. And so minor 11 or the minor 7 at 11 was my favorite chord at that time. The audience is going, what? What? What's <laughs> I that? know, I'm sorry. Huh? What? <laughs> No, actually, half the audience are musicians. Yeah, that's true. Everybody <laughs> so probably oh, yeah, is really, yeah, they're, yeah. they're taking notes. Well, you know? well, I can give you a quick, a, a quick synopsis. So much what? A quick synopsis. <laughs> okay, you got like eight notes in a scale, right? The first one yeah. and the last one are the same. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, right. eight. And then eight. you count up from there, nine, ten, eleven, and yes. it's actually like going one, one two, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Okay. So your fourth note in your scale is your 11th. Correct. Right. You guys yeah. taking notes? There'll be a quiz. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. If you just want to go, do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do, re, mi, fa. What if I wrote all my cards out like that, though? It was like D, <laughs> 7, add, fa. <laughs> How would you guys feel about that? I like that, add, fa. <laughs> That'd be really funny. For the non-singers, we'd all be going, uh. Well, yeah. I, I never learned solfege, so I still go, what? What? <laughs> I know, I have students yeah. who come in and they're like talking about, oh, is that like do, re, mi? I'm like, sure, okay. Yep. <laughs> but in Europe, that's kind of the thing, right? More or less? How's that for vague? <laughs> well, you know, you're asking like Americans <laughs> All like Europeans. about Europeans no, and I... stuff, and I don't know if we know that. It's, stop. You know, I feel like it's the, the easy version. This is so bad of me. It was like a really good way to... Avoid learning. <laughs> I don't know. Learn the notes from the very beginning. Yeah. yeah. But not that I'm dissing solfege. Yeah. But isn't solfege we, just like your like French for like do re mi? It's just like A B C, but like in French. But like in musical. <laughs> it's just like a language terms. barrier. Yeah. Like, I don't the, know because you can have like floating kilometers. Dough. I think Solfege came straight from that movie. Oh, Do music. a deer, a female deer. All right. Don't yeah. you think it probably never existed before that? Did I it? never heard of it before that. Well, I noticed in a, when I was studying scales, you know, at, in uh, at the university, even the violin, you know, um, that's a scale. But um, <laughs> I remember I had my scale book, Carl Flesch. Um, it was in. It was. Uh, it was like Do, Re, Mi, whatever, and then minor, minor. So you had Do, minor. <laughs> and, uh, oh dear! <laughs> that was very funny. You know what I mean? I wish yeah. I knew what you were talking I about. <laughs> I take it back. It's stupid. Too late. It's out there. No, what yeah, do you mean, though? Sorry. What do you mean? No, never. I'll tell you out. later. Dome manure. Sorry. Dome manure. Oh, that's completely different. Yeah. Now anyway, I see where you're going with that? Yeah. Actually, but, yeah. Okay. <laughs> sorry to take to back into a more actual. Um, where we're heading here. This, this combination of things that you do, this Amer um, the American folk tradition, uh, traditional folk. folk. Mixed. Mixed. I mean, what a, what a refreshing thing. I mean, that's, uh, what, where'd you come up with that? With Did you just love those melodies? or the, Actually, the first tune that I ever thought about doing something with is Poor Wayfaring Stranger. Um, 
and that one's not a, I'm trying to remember what, I just looked this all up on the internet too, because that one's, for, I think that one's from the 1800s, and it's not American. Um, Isn't it really? Irish or Scottish or something? I think it's Scottish, yeah, okay. because yeah. I just finished Danny Boy, and that one's an Irish one. Um, and I th right now, the only one that I'm really doing that you could consider an American folk standard um, is Homeward Bound, but it was also written in like the 80s or 90s, so it's not really... Um, uh, oh, you mean, you're like talking a, about uh, um, <clears throat> Simon and Garfunkel's Homeward Bound? No, oh, oh. <laughs> well, it is, yes, that is the oh. same tune, but that was not written by them. I did not know that. Oh. God. So you're it is, naughty. Um, no. we're, <laughs> Where did they <laughs> get was, that? Do you mean you're talking about the melody was not written by them? Yeah, the, the, the tune was, there, it was written by um, a woman who does uh, writing and publishing for a company, J. Althaus. Um, it's part of a vocal collection that has been around for a really long time, like you can find it in American Folk Song. And I used to teach voice lessons. Um, I don't really teach voice lessons very often because I don't really enjoy it. I love teaching piano. <laughs> so I decided that I don't have to teach voice lessons because I don't want to. Um, Go to AllisonMargaret.com. <laughs> Allison with one L, AllisonMargaret.com. But so I was, somebody was learning this tune, Poor Way Frank Stranger, and I was playing along and I was like, oh man, I hear all this like cool stuff in it. That sounded really profound. Um, but I just, I heard some really, really hip harmony that yeah. could be done with it. And so then I just started scouring for what I, melodies that hit me that I felt I could completely mess with their harmonic structure. Yeah. So that's what I'm do doing. So you don't do poor wa wafering? It's we hard do. To say. Poor wafering strange. Say time that 10 times poor, real fast. Yeah. Poor we do wafering. that one. And that one is public domain. Yes. Hey. <laughs> I had to research which of my tunes were public domain and which one, and not many of them It's really are. unfortunate that we can't do, we can't put on our podcast things that are not public domain. So if they weren't written before 1920, Two. 22, 22 yeah. or they're not original, then we can't put them yeah. on the podcast. I'd like to slap somebody about that. But, <laughs> but I mean, we've got to you know, pay the piper, whoever the piper Should is. I, I wish somebody pay me. Pay the piper. <laughs> it's like Pickle getting blood from a stone. Could I, is this a strange arangement? Uh, I mean, not strange, strange isn't good. I don't know. Um, good, <laughs> as good, in cool. really modern, you know? Yeah, no, yeah. why don't you? Can I add the uh, American folk tradition yes, mandolin and on there? Yes, so the, the um, it changes yeah. the key, and so the solos are only in the next key, so we don't go back to okay. the original key. So, yes, break the original key. I don't know. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I have B flat minor to A flat. A flat. Okay, the so solos are in A, <laughs> a flat ish. You have to keep in mind that key signatures are, are, are what, I, I don't know, they're, they're, um, they're just polite. <laughs> because most of the stuff that I, I could write without even putting anything in a key signature because my chord structures are all over the place. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, is that what I Take have? Take it from the bass. Yeah, I guess player. the first chord is like a B flat minor or something. I don't even know. Yeah, okay. C over commodal. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I can't sit and sing at the same time. Ooh. <laughs> you got to get your wind, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. What is the song again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> poor wayfaring. <laughs> poor poor wayfaring. Poor wayfaring, Chris. Yeah. Just a boy 
I woke up with a frog in my throat this morning. I've totally been really hoarse and I always... Oh, shut up. You're saying great. Uh, <laughs> the high end is like... Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember playing a gig once when I... You know, you're at the tail end of that cold, the really bad oh. cold, and you're coughing and you have to sing, and every breath you take, you're like... You're hacking? Yes. And I, I remember putting a strip of duct tape on my mic stand and having... I had Vicks... You know, cough drops, <laughs> like, like guitar, guitar picks, picks but, you know, yeah. and I was just popping these things all night, so I had that, you know, eucalyptus feel oh, on my yeah. chest. And that worked. That was of. when they were smoking in the bars here. Oh, my God. So that was horrible. Like, <gasps> That's always rough. Yeah. yeah. That, isn't it true, though? I mean, a great melody, a great song, a great melody, great chord progression, whatever, transcends all kinds of uh, um, uh, musical boundaries, whatever, different styles. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. No matter what it is, you know, Beatles or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because the way that one went, the chords moved kind of flowy, and then the melody just kind of floated above the flowy thing. <laughs> and the flowy thing was like not, not as obvious as you would think with knowing that song. It was just kind of pretty and... Yeah, well, and I think that tune is usually... I guess it's done a little slower. It, 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 the tune originally has kind of a blues-y um, quality to it. Yeah. And the melody, which gives you the opportunity to really mess with a reharmonization. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's usually a little more, not, not depressing, but it's, it's uh, it is a you little know, more depressing. It is a little bit, yeah. So this just really has it's a totally it's different... It's about dying and basically going to heaven yeah. and meeting yeah. your parents So it's a, your it's a perfect father. bluegrass tune, really. Because yeah. if you yeah. ever look through the, Someone's the bluegrass gotta die. fake book, a dog's it's like, die. I killed my woman and now I miss her. Yeah. And... Um, it's true. Yeah, it's we, pretty much they're all about I killed my woman, we, why did I do that? We got this bluegrass fake book and it's funny because it, everything is in G... Everything. You know, which, the, which the banjo players hate because they're like, I can play in other keys, you know, but people think that banjo players can't play in anything but G. So all these tunes are in G, and it's all like that. You know, all, these, all the American folk tunes are like, yeah, exactly. I yeah. went down to the river and I killed her, and now I'm in jail. <laughs> it's like, you moron, you know, think, why did you kill her? You know, he was happy. Well, that never really comes her. into play in yeah, any of the songs. I don't think they think about that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not why, it's just. I don't know. Well, you don't they listen to bluegrass? What's that? Don't they listen to bluegrass? I know. It's like it's such happy music, and then they're going, "I killed her." Woo. Yeah, I killed her. <laughs> I don't know. But, well, but that would make a really exciting. I mean, what if the song was, you know, like, "I fell in love and I'm happy"? Wouldn't that be kind of more boring? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you got it right. You have to. Uh, there's got to be some problem. Like a good story, you have to have some sort of a little bit of a tension or there's no story. You know, and the same thing in music, you've got to have a little bit of tension quarterly or whatever. Well, you know, that's getting better now with um, people talking about politics and the environment and all this stuff. If you can talk about that, then you don't have to write about killing someone in order to miss them. You can miss other things and talk about how your relationship goes. Am I still talking? That's existential. Oh. Or something. Yeah, that... I've had way too much beer to kind of yeah, conceptualize that. I'm just waking up. I can start talking now. <laughs> but yeah. 
My car would be a very, my, well, my car, yeah. speaking of politics Thank and you. whatnot. <laughs> I thought I'd tie this in a little nice bit. Nice segue. Oh, I saw your Bless car. your heart. Yeah. Your, so, your so car, my car. If it is were all infamous. rusty, it would be completely held together by bumper stickers. <laughs> but it's thing. not rusty. Whole, no, it's not. It's just I'm not sure what color the paint is underneath all my bumper stickers. <laughs> Since I do have, you know, I haven't counted, but I know that I have 34 Obama bumper stickers on my car. Amen. Um, and and then I have probably like 20 to 30 other bumper stickers. Um, <laughs> no. Well, yes, Bush and Cheney for prison. That oh, was yeah, one yeah, of yeah, them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did have that on my on my car. I'm surprised that I haven't been arrested by the CIA and like thrown into it. They're coming a for small, you. Oh yeah. Do you have any of those favorite. bumper stickers that say um, "Drive closer, I'm reloading"? Or oh yeah. <laughs> Actually, one of my favorite bumper stickers though is that it is is a very small one and you can't really see it and it and it kind of gets lost in all of my political schemes on my car. But it says. My tattoos are more expensive than your car, <laughs> which I think is really funny. Yeah, I, one of my favorite ones, and this is what my mom. Well, mom will never listen to this podcast, so I can say this, because um, she doesn't have a computer. That's, but one of her friends will probably tell her. But who would Jesus bomb? Oh, that's a fun one. I, I like that one. Yeah, but we have long discussions about that one. You know, about we've even we, she has an answer for that too, oh. which is really scary. We've had a lot of conversations about that because we have this bumper sticker, but we're afraid to put it on the car. <laughs> Oh, don't be afraid. Just let well, loose. Because no, we're going to go to Iowa and visit <laughs> her. And, you know, then you go down that path. What? Yeah. If she sees it, then, yeah. you know, that's the definition of hell. Well, instead of just adding one, add 50. See, that's the thing. That's you start and then logic. it's like, shoom. Yeah. A shotgun approach. Yeah. So she'll just be speechless if she sees it and won't really be able to grab her breath to say anything. Oh, I couldn't. Fr- Let's I have move to, on yeah, quickly. We'll, we'll play some more music, I promise. But I had to ask you this, because this was, uh, we, we had a honor with our previous guest, Mr. Mark Croft was on here, and um, I should say, because for the people in podcast land, you go to, uh, what are we, oh, madtoastlive.com or madtoastlive.podbean.com. But it's and, easier to just go to madtoastlive.com. Yeah, but uh, every, Monday, every Monday and Thursday, we are releasing these podcasts, and... Uh, what time do we do that, Andy? Noon. Noon. Okay. CST. And uh, <laughs> yeah, Mr. And- Andy Lavalley back there doing our sound tonight, front of house sound, and also producing our podcasts, Bear Productions, back there. But the question that came up before, favorite chord. What's your favorite chord? A flat major, seven sharp eleven. <laughs> <laughs> or any other major seven sharp eleven, but that one particularly okay. I think sounds the coolest on the piano. The tonality of that. Oh, on the mm, piano. The way it rings. Yeah, specifically in one particular range on the piano. That's my favorite. What's part. it sound like on the vibes? That's very nice. Oh, man. Well, okay, so I can't do all the notes at the same time, so I'll have to pick. <laughs> Take I have pick ten of those. fingers. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's okay. a very thoughtful chord. It kind of makes I cool. Love, it's like it's the coolest chord in the whole world. Yeah. It kind of makes that kind of bubble come up of it, uh, in front of your and top of your head. You know that <laughs> where you're thinking about something. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, because I for a while it was like ending. Well, now it's kind of a joke where we end our tunes on a major seven sharp eleven chord of some sort. Um, well, it's cool because it's not like minor. No. But yet it's it's mysterious. Yeah. Mysterious, yeah. That's a very good way to describe can we all, it. Can we all play that? Something like, and so, what, what was it again? A flat what? <laughs> We're gonna oh, just I missed it already. A flat, a flat major, seven, sharp, 11. Okay. 
Okay. <laughs> what note you got there, John? A flat. <laughs> That's the bass player. That is class. I don't know why I did not know this thing. I should have known. What sharp eleven? God, I got a. My mind is just like leaving me. What was it? A it's flat? an A flat major sharp eleven, and, and so <laughs> it's the okay. C and the D and the G become very very hip. Okay. Okay. Ready? Ready? On four. Yeah. Yeah, audience, you want to count it off? Give us a, to a four count. Thank you. We're headed for Hollywood. That was the coolest experience I've ever had. That'll grow hair on your chest. Or Thanks, somewhere. honey. I don't know. I, I need more of that. <laughs> Anybody feel something special when that happened in, in the audience? Something? No, I just feel like a big nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to drive this into the ground. It was actually kind of... No, it's okay. Okay. You're not a nerd. Well, you were totally not a nerd. You get, I mean, if, if you're in the studio audience, you see this, but... No nerd has a tattoo like that on their well, arm. I'm okay, sorry. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I got to give you that one, or I'll give myself yeah, that. Yeah, that's an awesome tattoo, by the way. What, what flower done. is that? I have no idea. <laughs> He's pretty. I just saw it in the tattoo parlor in 2000. Yeah. It started on my forearm. It was just very small. And then I decided it needed... It's kind of like the bumper stickers. You know, you just keep going, but <laughs> yeah, it, it never stops. <laughs> so I, I think excess, everything in excess works out good for me. But it's not holding you together, is it? No. Okay. That would be scary. What if it's like hemlock or something like that? Something that's poison. <laughs> That'd be pretty badass, huh? Does it itch? No. 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 That, that was very personal. It I take that back. Not, well, it's, when it's not healing. infected, yes, honey. It's I'm healing. itching okay, now. You can say it itches now. No, it does not itch. No, we've at had all. friends that have oh. had big tattoos, and I mean, I'm scared to have a tattoo. Actually, I had a manager once who had a tattoo, and of course, I didn't know this, and we were kind of friends, and. He came in one morning and he said something kind of snotty to You're me. You're working and, at Pier 1, right? Yeah. yeah. And I rolled up a paper there and I swatted him right on his hip. And he goes... Because <laughs> that's where he just had a tattoo put on the day before. Yeah, that, and, uh, that's one of the, the worst things. When I walk around, I'm like, don't touch me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, so we're here at the Brink Lounge and there's this beautiful spiral staircase coming down to the stage. I can see... Allison, I can see you entering from there. And I'll come in from the far Ooh. corner here and okay. be like, wee, wee, ooh, ah, 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 you know, ooh. on accordions. <laughs> and then we'll just get into it. That would be really, really, yeah. really hip. Yeah. So, but you'll have to start when it's like yellow, because right now it's blue and it keeps changing there colors. There are lights on the staircase, man. Yeah. You'll have to come down here. Sorry, going to get a quick plug in. Since we're talking about it, okay. we're, we're here every Tuesday night at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue. What time? Uh, really closer to 7.30. Yeah, <laughs> motating towards 8, but really yeah. 7.30. Yeah, but our guests on are, are on at 8 and eight and 9 o'clock, but we're really here about 7.30 with some announcements and stuff. But, um, but let's, do, let's do one more tune with Sweet. Alice and Margaret. Um, okay, so this one's kind of risky to be putting on a podcast, but we're going to go for it anyway. Yes. <laughs> um, delete it if it goes really bad, okay? <laughs> we haven't done this one um, together at all, ever. So, Just remember that Andy can edit things. Oh. He edits every show. Yeah. Don't worry, Andy. I'm not <laughs> suggesting that you rewrite anything. I'm going to be coming over and editing it with you then. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, okay, so this is um, Danny Boy, which I'm sure everybody will recognize. And I, I just finished the arrangement like a week or two ago. 
So we haven't rehearsed it or anything, so we figured, why not be adventurous? We're on a podcast. Perfect place. Bring it on. Thank you. 
tread above me And oh my grave will warmer, sweeter be I shall sleep in peace until you come to me and I shall sleep in tricky just because I mean we haven't rehearsed and there's some hits in there that we've really you know yeah but hey <laughs> oh, don't tell know. anybody they yeah, won't know, know. Ah, yeah. that's what they all say right <laughs> yeah well thank you so much Alice and Margaret quartet yeah for awesome. coming and being on our thank show thank you tonight. for having us yeah, it, it was, was really fun yeah. great opportunity and sometime we'll do the accordion smackdown <laughs> so watch out for that I may not be monster here. accordions you got Jeff Brady over on the vibraphone Mr. John Christensen back on the upright bass, the doghouse. Yeah. Michael Brennis back on the trap set. And Alice and Margaret on the vocals. All right, thank you all for coming down. Mad Toast Live. Please check us out, madtoastlive.com. Podcast coming up. Right. See you next Tuesday.